Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome. Are you comfortable? Good. You have found the true source for cycling's mediocrity. You have found Backfiller. The Backfiller podcast will help you achieve bicycle bliss, two-wheeled tranquility, or at least the simple ability to smile at the silly sports you regularly attempt to conquer. The Pack Filler Podcast is hosted by a has-been who cannot climb. You can contact the show through Facebook, Twitter, or emailing us at info at packfiller.com. And now, sit back, ignore responsibility and training, and enjoy the Pack Filler Podcast. There you go. What do you, what do you think of that? <laughs> oh, man. I'm not sure if it's there's too much time on hands in the studio or um, we're officially losing it because of the races and, and the training and all that stuff that's happening right now. Um, that was the new Pactula theme. And I guess I, it just took me by, took me back. So um, here, I'll, I'll go with my poem. I'll go with my poem. I know what you've been thinking. Where the hell is Mark? Last heard on the way to Hong Kong and then gone like a dying spark. Fear not, sweet listeners, the beer's been in the chiller. This is a lie. No ABM time. It's your two host, Pack Filler. Um, I, if, folks, I, okay, first of all, welcome to the Pack Filler Podcast. My name's Pat Bulger. I am in the Pack Filler Studios. 
I am sweaty. I just actually, um, and this I'll get into it here as we get going here, uh, Tour of Sufferlandria is officially underway, and I just finished the stage. And um, I've had some listeners who've been uh, yelling at me for not getting any shows out. And um, I've got a little story behind why uh, this, the, the last show didn't come out as promised, but uh, this was supposed to be the long-awaited return of the great Mark Hodgson to his broadcasting home in the Pack Filler Studios where Mark belongs um, and also on the courtroom floor. Um, and uh, Mark and I did a show. We did a show, uh, when was it? The 2nd of January. Yep. Today's the 27th of January. We did one on the 2nd of January. Mark and I both did together. Um, good show. A lot of funny stuff. We, and we covered a lot of stuff. We made our New Year's resolutions and all those sorts of things. And, um, well, I'm going to drop an F-bomb, folks. My fucking recorder decided to take my levels, my microphone levels, and put them up so high that everything I said was distorted. Um, kind of probably how I would imagine my wife and child hear my voice all the time. And so Mark's talking along in his beautiful, normal, sultry tones, and mine just sounds like, um, I, it, uh, it sounds like the old internet, you know. And, um, and so basically I spent hours trying to clean that up and... Being that Mark and I do our shows live, we don't. We do not edit. We don't go back and tweak and re-record. Do any of that stuff. We hit record and we dance. We do the whole show straight. That's why I've done the show since we've started. That's why it probably doesn't sound so professional. Um, but uh, and so the, so basically, I had to scrap the whole. You guys, I'm sorry. I had to scrap the whole thing. I have a quality standard, and I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna drop it for anybody. Um, so the good news is. Um, first of all, Mark's, Mark would never leave. Um, and the second thing is, is I still have Mark's rant. Mark was kind enough and keen enough, and I shut up enough to allow the rant to happen. Um, so we'll have that here coming up at the end of the broadcast today. Um, I want to say thanks to the David at the Sufferfest. And this is, did I say the David? Did I say the David? Thanks to David at the Sufferfest. Um, that man's a knight. He did it. He um, he. Sucked up his own bad mojo and qualified as a knight of Sufferlandria. I know that sounds a little odd for some of you. And by the way, if I sound winded, it's because, well, anyway, I'll get to it. Um, this is kind of a Sufferfest episode. So, um, and I'm, you know, yeah, they've been a longtime sponsor of the show. And I'm not kissing up. Because I'm a firm believer in the product. It's not like I'm rolling in the cash off of selling Sufferfest videos. But I think that. If any of you are interested in a brutal workout, you should buy these things, you guys. They're absolutely uh, brutal. And um, this is the time of year in which it comes. But David, anyway, finishes 10 videos back-to-back, 11 hours and 20-some-odd minutes of straight riding on the trainer. Um, He did it. And um, I was able to watch that and witness that. And um, holy crap. And so congratulations to David for accomplishing that. And then on top of that, we've got what I've been promising, the Tour of Sufferlandria. We are in the midst of it. Um, it started on the 25th. As I'm recording this show, it is the 27th of January. Just literally, I am just finished Revolver, stage three of the, of the uh, event. And um, for those of you who don't know Revolver, 40, 46, 47-minute workouts, depending on the uh, version you have of the video, and um, one minute, 
full out intervals with one minute of rest. One minute on, one minute off. One minute on, one minute off. You don't have time to recover. It is at full bore, and you do 15, well, quote, unquote, 15 of those intervals. And um, that add to, add to that that yesterday we did a seems like a good idea at the time, name of the video, um, two-hour video. And then on Saturday we did rubber glove, which is a uh, FTP test, functional threshold power test. And um, me coming off of a round of, of what I thought was mild bronchitis, um, it just turned out to be a really, really shitty chest cold. Um, <coughs> speaking of which, still suffering from a little bit there. Um, I, I, my FTP test did not go very well, but it, it might lead out to better things in the long run. Um, so if you're following it, if you're part of the Sufferfest and the tour of the Sufferlandria, um, hopefully you're, you're making it through, you're suffering through. Um, this is the podcast from the trenches. This is the one where I, I, I've done, I did this last year, the first annual, and I'm doing it again this year. And, um, we're going all the way to February 2nd. Um, so it is not too late to join in. You can't necessarily complete the Tour of Sufferlandry because three stages have happened. You have to finish a specific video on a specific day is the concept behind it. A lot of prizes being involved, and the donation, the entry fee to a great charity, Davis Finney Foundation, uh, for Parkinson's, dealing, helping people with Parkinson's and helping hopefully find a cure for Parkinson's. Um, great thing, Connie Carpenter, Finney, and Davis both being involved in the event. Connie doing it herself. Go to packfiller.com, click on the bleeding man, and uh, and get your ass over and, and get some of these videos. And if you're involved in the tour of Sufferlandria, drop me a note, info at packfiller.com, and let's hear what's going on. I want to hear how you're making it through. Um, I've made a couple changes this year to my plan. I am, uh, I don't know, I switched bikes this year. I'm, I'm on, a, on a different bike this year, and speaking of that, big thanks to Glenn Copas, Elephant Bikes. Boy, I am such a sponsor whore. Um, <laughs> Elephant has been along, is now on for the ride. Glenn Copas, local Spokane steel frame builder. He built me and my son um, uh, some beautiful cyclocross bikes and um, the best money I've spent in a long time. Beautiful bikes. Um, I, I forgot how much I love the feel of, of steel. It's a more comfortable positioning for me, so I think that's why I chose to do it for this long of a period for a r- indoor ride every day, some stretching up to up and around the two-hour mark. So um, on the cyclocross bike, I think I might have made a, made, made a bad decision, however, and I, uh, my cross bike, of course, has mountain bike pedals, and so I'm on my mountain bike shoes, which is great for walking around, but I'm not walking around. Um, so I don't know. I mean, you're going to have to tell me. My mountain bike shoes are as outdated as you can get. Um, old silver CDs, uh, Dominators, and uh, not the blue ones. I'm not that old. Not the blue ones. I had those. Actually, I didn't have those. I wanted those. Um, but I don't know. It feels like it's obviously it's it's not of a stiff of a flex of a sole, and I think I should be back on my road shoes. I should be back on the Dark Knights, and um, I might switch back over those here in the next day or two. Also, uh, the saddle. I'm riding. Uh, what is it? Selly SMP, one of those uh, those split ones, and it felt good when I was racing cross, but right now my, my butt bones are kind of hurting a little bit, so I don't know. Um, I might have to switch back over to my old saddle from the road bike because um, it kind of hurts. I'm not going to lie. It kind of hurts. And um, with that being said, what are we, 10 minutes into the podcast? I'm already going to put myself out of the line here. 
Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I've made a decision. Um, since my long relationship with the people at the Sufferfest and with um, several of the Sufferfest person- personas riding me quite a bit into the ground on this one. Excuse me, my nose is a little whiny. I just finished the workout. Cut me some slack. I'm, si- I'm literally sitting here in my chamois still. So chamois time is training time, so we're going to add this time to my saddle time. Um, you didn't know that? Longer time you wear your chamois, it's just like training. Sure, you get a fungus, but you know, it's, it's still chamois time. I am going to go for Knighthood of Sufferlandria on March 8th. March 8th, Patrick Bolger from the Pack Filler Podcast will be attempting Sufferlandrian Knighthood. That is, as I said, 10 videos back to back with only 10 minutes rest in between. In between. See, I'm just I'm scared. I'm really freaking scared. Um, 10 videos back to back, 10 minutes suffering, uh, oh, Jesus Christ, of rest in between each video. And um, you come out the other end, a knighthood. Uh, night of Sufferlandria. Why would somebody do this? It's going to equate over to eleven and about eleven and a half hours of straight riding on Saturday, March. What did I say? Eighth? Yes, I think I said Saturday, March eighth. Let me jump a the calendar. March. Yes, March eighth. Probably starting uh, Pacific Coast time around seven a.m. and finishing, as you would probably figure, around six thirty p.m. Um, I'm going to do it. I'm going to try for it. I'm going to see what I can do. And um, I've decided to do it for a cause. I've decided to do it for the benefit of the 2G1D Junior Program that I talk about on this show quite extensively. I've uh, I placed donate banners up on um, packfiller.com and on 2G1Devents.com. And um, every single penny is going to go to pay for junior racing expenses and junior entry fees for um, area junior cycling. I, w- I think it's time uh, to to make that effort, and I've got some kids involved, and um, none of it's going into my pocket. It's all going to go to uh, get a kid to a race and get a kid racing. So if you are interested in helping out, please do. I would love to have your help, you guys. Um, is that a beg? Is that a is that a you know a guilt trip? No, I'm not a public radio station. I'm not going to do this pledge drive. I'm not going to drive it down your throat. Um, but... If you want to be involved, great. Come be involved. Give it, throw us a couple uh, shekels or whatever they say, <laughs> and uh, and help us out. If not, um, that's fine too. But um, we're going to be streaming the entire thing. We're going to be doing hopefully audio. Well, definitely audio and um, hopefully some video streaming, either here in the studio or if we get enough enthusiasm of people wanting to come and and uh, you know and laugh at me and throw beer bottles at me while attempting it or wanting to ride alongside um, and. Uh, Actually, bring in your trainer and ride some of the some of the stages one, two, ten of the stages alongside and uh, laugh at us and and make it all happen. Please do that. Let me know. Let me know if you'd like to do that. Uh, drop us an, an email info at packfiller.com. And if we get enough enthusiasm, we will get a larger venue. Right now, I'm planning on doing it in the studio all by my lonesome. But if we get enough people who want to do it, um, we have tabs on a larger venue, and we can make that happen. We can project the videos on a large wide screen. You can come, you can look and see what it's like, and you can watch me basically take my ass through a cheese grater by the end of that day. That is the one thing I have heard about most people saying about the event itself is it just shreds. It just shreds. There's not enough chamois cream on the face of you to help you through that. So um, March 8th, put it in your calendar. 
Pat Bolger's knighthood attempt for packfiller.com and for 2G1D Junior Development. Oh, shit. It's out there now, isn't it? Um, it's not going to be pretty. It's really not going to be pretty. I, I've never ridden for 11 hours straight. I, I don't do anything for 11 hours straight. I haven't slept for 11 hours straight since I was in high school. So um, it should be interesting. <laughs> it should be really freaking interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, let me have a little sip of the water. A little of the hammer heed. It's, that's my, my way to get me through the Sufferfest. I'm going to try to suck down as much of that recovery as I can. So, folks, um, it's been a while since we've been able to have a show. We did that recording on the second, but we didn't get to talk about the new year. We didn't get to talk about cool Christmas gifts, things like that. Um, I did get to get out on my New Year's Day ride, which was awesome, which is a, a, a great tradition that we have established here in the Boulder household. My uh, 14-year-old son hopped on his cross bike, and we got to both go out on the steel, spin around for an hour just to keep the tradition alive. I think it brings out good luck. And... Um, I made that happen. Um, uh, Christmas was, of course, a great holiday for, for yours truly. Um, gifts, my son raked them in. My gifts consisted of a brand new furnace for the house. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah nothing like when it's four degrees, your furnace goes out. And, hey, Merry Christmas, honey. I'm heating the house. Um, so that's basically where it was. I was really dying for a new pair of mountain bike shoes. As I told you, I'm on these, these antiques here. I've got gaffer's tape holding up the heel, the rubber in the heel. So <laughs> it might be time to get a new one. But they're really expensive, especially when you're trying to buy um, a new furnace to keep your house warm. Um, so that's where most of my Christmas gift went into. Um, Jesus, what a, what a screw deal that was. Um, but I, I always so did, and I came out to that, that promise last year where I was talking to you guys about the, about the New Year's resolutions. Now, I've, never, I've never been a huge New Year's resolution kind of guy, but I finally decided that this was the year. Well, last year I did, and if you followed the show, I said, okay, I was going to do 20 start lines and lose 20 um, pounds. Um, I, I, I hit every single start line. I did 20 start lines. My 20th start line was the turkey trot here in Spokane. And on the 20 pounds, um, so anyway, this year, uh, this year I have a goal. Um, I want 25 start lines. I'm adding five start lines to that. What do you think? What do you think? I think everybody should, you know, if you're out there, if you're, if you were into a race last year, 25 start lines, isn't that bad, but it, it can rank up there. So I'm going to try and see if I can do that. Um, I want to get out. I want to make this kind of the year of the bike. I want to ride more with my family and my wife. I want to get her my wife out more. She and I used to just love our tandem and spend a lot of time on it. And we haven't done that in a couple of years. And, um, you know, life gets in the way, you know, taking kid to soccer and things like that. Um, goals consist of fielding a junior team. I want to have that two G one D team out there. I want to get them at some races. I want to take them to a, uh, regional stage race and do that. Give back to this, something like that line. And, um, and funny when I made this, this, um, new year's resolution, I, I hadn't declared, suffer landry knighthood yet so i might already make it because one start line i said has to be an endurance based event and i don't know what you think but i it's not necessarily a race but i i think sitting on a trainer for 11 and a half hours is going to classify as that endurance based event and we're going to have to see once it's finished if i'm going to keep going 
If it's gonna, if it's if endurance is gonna be something, I did a couple hundred milers last year, and I really started to kind of enjoy that that aspect of the sport. So we'll have to see if we can expand on that and uh, and build up a little bit there. So um, I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. Um, so there you go, uh, Mark. I will tell you, Mark did mention in the show the last time that Mark has signed up for. Iron Man, um, which I can't remember which one. Shit, one of the Canadian ones. He's going to do it. He's going to do an Iron Man distance in in Canada. So we'll keep you up to ba- up to speed on what he's going to do with that one. So not necessarily twenty start lines for Mark, but one big ass mofo start line. So it should be an interesting way to see how he does this. Um, uh, so there you go. There are there's there's things. Hopefully you're up to speed with us. Mark did buy a fat bike, um, so I'm gonna have to have him talk to you about that one. Um, we did have a topic for the show, and Mark and I talked about this a little bit on the on the on the last podcast, the podcast that shall never be named. Um, it was something I kind of wanted to bring. I God, I hate making a show about this topic, but it seems like it constantly comes up. And um, this this story might be a little outdated, but I, I need to bring it up, especially because Mark kind of touched base on it in the rant, the pre-recorded rant. Um, this is a press release from USADA, USADA. Um, and I can mention his name because it's, it's a press release. On December 30th, 2013, USADA announced that David LaDuke of Willow Springs, North Carolina, athlete in the sport of cycling, tested positive for prohibited substances and accepted a two-year suspension for his anti-rule violation. Okay? Anti-doping rule violation. Okay? Another cyclist popped. Here's where we get interesting, boys and girls. Leduc, 62 years old, tested positive for the presence of a steroid of exogenous orangent recombinant basically EPO, an amphetamine, a prohibited stimulant as a result of an incompetition urine sample collected September 6, 2013 at the Masters Road National Championships in Bend, Oregon. Um, and then it just goes on. Uh, I think the big issue here, folks, is that this gentleman was is 62 years old. He is serving a two-year suspension for his anti-doping violation 62 shit where are we i'm i'm i i guess it's it this is where it starts to get frustrating isn't it um i don't know this man i don't know david leduc from what i understand of willow springs north carolina he's a regular among the racing scene um kind of a legend in the status of the local of the cycling scene there um, always putting the hurt to people half his age, always um, been involved. And and apparently taking EPO. It, it, I guess my point is, first of all, my question is what the hell is going on? Um, is this what we're coming to? Is and, and and you guys are going to have to answer some of these questions for me because I don't have anybody here to answer these for me. Um, I guess I'm, these are rhetorical, or I guess I could try and answer them throughout the, the course of my my solo discussion here with myself. I'm all alone. Um, is there a situation where bike racers, um, we're still 
fairly young sport cycling is in the U.S. Um, that pioneer generation of the sport are in their 60s and 70s. Some of the people who really got road cycling, especially, well, and of course, mountain cycling, it's much younger, um, they're starting to reach that end of their competitive careers. Um, some of those great cyclists of the 1960s, 70s, 80s. Um, and I don't know if the, this is not necessarily a trying for me to, to say it's all okay, but is there a point in time where you spend, you, you, you enter yourself into a sport, you become accomplished at that sport, you become really accomplished at that sport, and then an actual generation behind you starts to come up. Um, are you able to let it go? As a competitor, as an athlete, how are you, if you're younger right now, how are you going to feel when the next generation comes up and starts to beat you? Are you going to fight it? Are you going to train harder? Are you going to watch your diet? And when that doesn't work, are you willing to go the next step? Maybe this guy is one of those kind of guys who can't let it go. Um, am I condoning what he's done? No. Hell no, I'm not condoning what he's done. Um, I'm, I'm, tired of, I'm tired of reading these stories. I'm tired of seeing some of these things happening. But can we at least maybe s- empathize with the mentality of the person who's unwilling to go quietly into the night? Um, what does this say about the demographic of our sport? I mean, we've got 22-year-old amateurs, we've got 62-year-old masters, and we've got everybody in between starting to do these types of things. And I think... Um, Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I don't know. I think we've got a generation that doesn't want to give up. That's that's my philosophy. That's my theory. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Okay, there we go, Mister Leduc. Um, am I condoning what you've done? No, I'm not condoning what you've done. I'm not. I'm not really happy with you, dude, because you you, you just gave everybody another reason to roll their eyes at our sport. Here's a question: Why no triathletes? Why are we not hearing some of these things? In terms of triathletes, why are they why are they not getting popped like we are? Are they not doing it? Are the drugs not appearing in in triathlon? 
I wish Mark was here because Mark has this, has his hand into the triathlete world a little bit more. Um, I think it's because cycling's testing more. I, I, I don't know if triathlon is testing as much. Please correct me if I'm wrong, you guys, but um, I think that's some of the case. I think um, I think the cost involved for paying for drug testing is huge. Um, what would happen if race promoters had to pay for their own drug testing? And I think they do, do don't they? Shit. That sounded like a professional. Um, what is that going to do to the competition? What's that going to do to uh, entry fees if promoters have to, have to pay for their own drug testing? How many races, guys, have you been at, if you're an average guy like me, going out around, how many times have you been there where you have to report to doping control? This guy got popped at Masters Nationals. Of course they're going to test have something there. It's the Nationals. How many races a year does this guy, this guy, or even, not just him, people like that on a regular basis, how many times a year do you race and get and you see a doping control? You don't. And I bet a lot of triathlons are like that. Maybe Ironmans, you might get popped. I don't know. I've seen a lot of people doing Ironmans, and I have never seen them get busted or, or asked to pee in a cup after it's all been said and done. So, um, so I don't know. Uh, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to keep figuring it out. And I guess I don't know. I hope that every time you see one of these drug busts come up, it's one less guy. It's one more incentive to not do this shit. I really hope that's the case. God damn it! I hope that's the case. I'm just getting frustrated. I'm frustrated. I'm very frustrated. Okay, I had to talk about Mr. LeDuc. That was a little outdated. Um, I did want to talk about kind of the fun stuff for 2014. Here it is, the end of January. And I, I did want to kind of talk about the fun stuff that I want to be able to see and need it, don't need it, or getting it anyway. That was that was the topic, and that's the list. And this is something a little bit more fun and enjoyable here, campers. Um I have a top 10 list of things that I'm wondering if you out there need to get. Oh, actually, I found this top list, and, and I kind of compiled this from all the, the gimmies and the wants from people over the over the holidays and what they're hoping for. Um, and I, I, I didn't put them in any specific ranking, but um, I'll, I'll give you my opinion whether you, I need it or don't need it or getting it anyway. Number one, a 27.5-inch mountain bike. This is where mountain bike's going. It's now the same size as a road wheel. It went big. Remember, we had the little 26-inchers, then we had the 29ers, and now every bike shop in the world is throwing out all that, and they're making us buy this middle bike size. Personally, I'm still on a 26-incher, so this is a perfect striking ground for me. Um, I would love a 27 and a half inch mountain bike. I would love it. Um, I did some mountain bike races, as I've told you uh, earlier this last season, brutally hard. Um, and I forgot how much fun they are, except for that enduro bullshit because my hip still hurts. Um, and, and from what people tell me, it makes a big difference. The, 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 that wheel size does make a big difference. The 29ers I've seen happen with my kid. I mean, the guy's, he's flying on stuff I didn't use to clear when I was, shit in college so it just goes to show you that that's a big you know and that add that to that bike how many bikes does one person need um a fat tire bike i've seen a lot of these going around the fat bikes the snow bikes a lot of people call them snow bikes but you can take them just about anywhere they float through just about everything um huge tires low pressure they look a lot of fun mark bought one i've heard they're awesome um 
I'm going to put that on my, I, I probably don't need it, uh, list. If I got myself a 20 cent and a halfer, I've got plenty of bikes lying around the house. So, um, but I'm sure a lot of you out there are saving up for those, those bad boys. And I've seen a lot of people enjoy them. I went up skiing a couple weeks ago and they had a race up at the ski hill, uh, fat tire, uh, uh, fat bikes race. And it looked a lot of fun. Some friends of mine did it. They said they had a great time. Um, so is that on your list? Mm-hmm. Uh, tubeless road wheels. I'm hearing a lot about, I'm, I don't need those. I don't need those. I would love a new set of wheels. I would love a new set of wheels, but they're so freaking expensive. A good set of road wheels. I mean, good set of race wheels. You know, you're talking, you're, you're, you're putting out at least a grand down and I just, and that's so expensive. I'm still on my, uh, my Easton's, my EA 90 SL's. Not exactly high end, but they work. It's uh, I'm I'm still at the point campers where I've got a set of of road and slash race wheels. They're the same ones, and I've got older road wheels that are my training wheels or spares. That's it. Um, I'm not rolling in the freaking bank on this. I mean, the sport's so expensive as it is, and I you guys know my problem on that. Um, I would like, in all honesty, I would like to find a way to build a road bike that is as light as a carbon bike, but is made of steel. I, you'd probably have to make up for it in componentry, um, but I would love, I, I just, I, I forgot how good steel feels. And this elephant's been a lot of fun that way. Um, I wish you could do it. I wonder if you could do it. I'm going to have to ask somebody. That'd be fun. Uh, next on the list, disc brakes on road bikes. Um, if you own any SRAM disc brakes, you probably sent them back by now. Really? Are we at that point where we need discs on our road bikes? Um, my good old-fashioned caliper has been stopping me perfectly for well over 20 years of, of racing. And um, I don't know. I just, I'm worried about the flex it's going to put on those forks. You know, road forks are a little bit skinnier. So we're going to have to see what that's like. I don't have them on a cross bike. My cross bike has good old-fashioned calipers and, you know, just mountain bike kind of brakes. And, and they work. They work great. Um, I did read about this next on the list, and I think this is an abomination. The return of fluorescent clothes. They're saying they're coming back. Um, and, and I think we all need to loop arm in arm and make a stance against the return of the fluorescent clothes. I lived through the 1980s, folks, and, it, and I'm embarrassed by it. Um, and I don't want to see him come back. And I really think that if you have a friend who rides in a fluorescent uh, windbreaker or those types of things, you need to sit him down and have a little intervention and tell him that they're really not needed. You don't need that jacket, guys. Cars aren't going to see you any better or any worse than if you're looking like a freaking traffic cone. Get rid of those, please. Get rid of them. Yeah, buy, okay, buy a reflector, buy a flasher or something like that on your bike, but don't wear those jackets. I hate those jackets. Speaking of next thing I hate, um, do you need or want... We're getting anyway any aerodynamically advanced gear. We've got the uh, we talked about the Giro Air Attack helmet on this show before. Um, you're gonna bite the bullet and race in one of those. Be the laughing stock of all your friends. Uh, Pac or POC has a new one out too that I've been seeing. I think the Garmin boys are on those this year. Um, uh, still look like you're walking around like you're uh, uh, one of the Nintendo Mario characters. You know that that mushroom head. And I guess if I owned one, I would actually go for it and just do the polka dot kind of look like it was the polka dot, like it was the the Mario character, because they really don't look good. And I, the more I thought about it, I was seriously looking at those last year. I have to confess, I was looking at them last year, and I was thinking that um, while wow, they're aerodynamic, they're supposed to be cool. 
Um, and I noticed a lot of times that you're going, I mean, what's your speed when you're climbing? I don't think you're going to get that wind advantage in one of those air attacks, gang. It's They might as well call it zero heart attack or zero neurological disorder because it's just they just look like you're going to overheat in them. I don't know. I've yet... I've yet to yeah the pros the pros can wear them because the pros can do whatever they want but I think I think if you're a cat four and you're showing up to a crit in an arrow to air attack you just be prepared okay number seven on the list electronic shifting Are you making the jump to electronic shifting this year I'm not um, again it's a cash element uh, a friend of mine has a bike uh, with di2 he's selling. Um, just because he needs a new bike. Yeah, no, really, he does. It's a sponsorship thing. Um, but uh, it'd be cool, and it's beautiful to see when it works. I mean, it it does work, but it's beautiful to see in action. But um, I'm not willing to throw out that much coin just to know that I might not have to trim my front derailleur. Um, what do you think, electronic shifting? We'll have to see. I'm a little retro, if you guys didn't know that. Um, number eight, a power meter. Anybody making the jump to a power meter? Um, I've been loving Trainer Road. Um, not an endorser of this podcast um, and the virtual power that they do. Of course, you're stuck only being able to measure any power when you're indoors. Um, I think it's great. Um, I, I like having that FTP number to, to train with. Um, but then you're getting into that concept where you're talking... You know, how many, how many grand just to be able to, to get that information when you're out on the road. If I had disposable money, if I had two or three grand to blow on cycling equipment right now, I'd probably first buy a set of wheels and then I'd try to save for that power meter. Those would probably be two things I would buy. I have to admit it. But I'm not going to. I don't have it. Um, number nine, oh, one of those new trainers, the Le Mans Revolution or the Wahoo Kicker one. Both really cool. The, uh, I, I saw the Le Mans in in a shop, and I've seen the Wahoo Kicker online. They both look great. Where you basically just you know you don't hook the wheel, you unhook your wheel, and the trainer itself is that is that cassette back, and that looks pretty cool. Um, I'd like it. Um, I think it'd be great. It'd be fun to you know you could take it to a crit and warm up on it. Although I warm up on the road in a crit, but um, uh, it'd be nice to have that because they're smaller. You can you can fit them on there. Not bad. Not bad at all. Um, and last on the list for new stuff for 2014, are you going to make the jump and do a coach or coaching software? Um, I know several coaches. I am a coach. Um, I'm only coaching juniors. Um, but uh, uh, are you going to make that jump this year? All right, for those of you who have not been coached before, um, I don't know. My advice is is weigh out your goals and your expectations. I know some coaches who, um, I mean, I know guys who are training for for specific events, and at this time of year, they're already doing like four or five hours on the bike, and they're new cyclists. And I think four or five hours on the bike is is a great way to burn out a cyclist um, in in January. I, I, I think that I, you know, do your research and, and find a coach that that's going to train you for what you're interested in, not necessarily what his or, or her specialty might be. Um, so be careful uh, with that. Learn about your coach and, and get a month to month thing where you can kind of get a feel of how things are going to go. Have an out clause. Nothing like the time I remember I was going to sign my kid up for karate 
And uh, and right before I signed the papers, I said, well, we can always you know cancel, right? And they said, no, 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 no. You're in this for four years until he's a black belt, and you have to pay every month. If you drop out, you still have to pay. I, I have never thrown a pen away faster in my entire life because I think my kid was seven or eight or something at the time. And it's like, yeah, right. You kidding me? You can't even decide if he wants mac and cheese or something else. You know, um, you want him to get to something like this. And a, and a coach is going to be like that. Coaches are not expen- uh, are not cheap. Um, so get a good one. Be happy with it. Get a good rapport with that coach, and find out what he or she um, can can bring for you. If you're specifically training for triathlon, um, sprint distance, half iron, whatever it may be, if you just want to get out there and get fit, that's a different style of coaching. Um, and some are going to be more hands-on. Some are you're going to deal with every day or a couple times a week. Some, uh, me personally, I I talk to my athletes. I, I like to talk to them once a week at the you know at the most this time of year. And then once the spring gets here, we'll ride a little bit more. We'll get it. We'll get more outdoors and do that kind of stuff. But um, you know, I, I, I train juniors, so I, I think there's a time to get serious, and sometimes there's just a time to learn to love to ride your bike and go out and have fun and, and you know, and have fun with your pals. So um, basically, I'm a glorified babysitter. Um, so, uh, so I don't know. You know, drop us a note. Let me know what you're doing for 2014. Um, if you want to come and visit me on the 8th of March for that uh, Sufferlandrian knighthood idiocy attempt that I've been tricked into. I've been duped. Um, drop us a note at info at packfiller.com. Info at packfiller.com. If you are in the middle of the tour of Sufferlandria, hit over to our Facebook, Packfiller Entertainment and Podcasts. And uh, drop us a note and tell us how it's going. Uh, I'd love some sound bites. Um, record a um, a voice sound bite on Facebook and send it to me. We'll we'll put it on the show here. Um, I'm gonna get hopefully get another show in either before the end of the tour or right after the end. Then on on Monday when after it is all said and done. Um, other than that, my voice is starting to go because I'm tired and I'm just coming off the bronchitis. Um, and I'm still sitting here in a clammy chamois. So, without further ado, folks, as I said, we recorded the show on the 2nd of January. Mark Hodgson was in studio. The man does exist. I have not killed him and buried him in my basement. He is fighting shape strong and ready to go. And he has tonight's rant. So, ladies and gentlemen, a truncated podcast all the same, but we're not going anywhere. We're going to try to do this once a week. I know I say that a lot. But this time I mean it. Ladies and gentlemen, the rant from January 2nd, 2014, Mark Mr. Hodgson. Mr. LeDuke, I'm calling you out. Oh, I do. I think what you've done is absolutely despicable. It's served virtually no purpose. Or did it? I'm not too sure anymore. It seems to me that every day we look at sport and we look at what we want out of sport. And I think I've said it before on this particular show, but we're not happy with a defensive struggle in football. We want to see the long bomb Halo Mary pass in the last 10 seconds. Go Seahawks. That's what we want. I think one of the best stories of the tour that I'd ever heard was Floyd Landis getting shelled one day, getting off his bike, eventually taking a shot of Jack Daniels and somehow riding the ride of his life the next day. (laughs) That could have been one of the most epic rides in tour history, and now it's with an asterisk as well as seven victories, Tour de France by Lance Armstrong, as well as virtually 
Every superhuman feat in sports is now in question. And quite frankly, I blame you, Mr. LaDuke. You're part of the problem, and so am I. So is everybody. We all expect the superhuman feats. We have all grown up with this idea that if you dream it, you can achieve it. And our generation, Pat's my generation especially, we're given this idea, if you can dream it, you can do it. And unfortunately, that's not true. Pat and I would have never been gymnasts. We're both over six feet tall, and I myself am somewhat clumsy. It just never would have happened. And we don't give those expectations to our children. We don't give those expectations to our athletes. Instead, we expect you to be superhuman. And when somebody dares, dares to go outside of the rules, then they're vilified if they're caught. Meanwhile, the rest of America sits around and gets fat on processed food. And the people who are out there busting their ass every single day trying to do something to give you superhuman feats are vilified and made to look like the worst human beings ever. And all we do is point a finger at them. When really the true kicker was that in the lower echelons of sport, it's relatively clean. I would say mostly clean. I would say amazingly clean. I feel confident that you could go to most high school track meets and test every single athlete, and likely you would not have a positive test. You might not even have a masking agent, maybe some acne medication, but that's about it. Why do we look to the top for our role models? Why do we think that Hollywood people know anything about politics? Why do we think that these people are going to somehow give us something? Then it's really a show. And I guess I want to draw this comparison today that do we get so mad at the Hollywood actor who gets a facelift to make themselves more pretty? That's artificial. Do they, we get mad at the voice chambers of Britney Spears? Do we get mad about the fact that, you know, we did get a little pissed about Millie Vanilli. That was kind of a bummer. But besides that, people use artificial means to enhance our experience, and let's be honest, a lot of it's entertainment. The issue of sport is not what the top echelon can do for you. It's what the bottom echelon is, and that's us. So quit pointing a finger and get out on your bike and quit bitching, folks. And Mr. LaDuke, I hope you come back from your two-year ban and maybe you'll have something to say to people about doping. And I hope it's positive and I hope it also says don't do it. But that's up to you. And I guess there's always going to be cheaters. That's the nature of games. That's the nature of sports. But the true nature, what we love, is a bunch of ordinary people and extraordinary things happening. And that's why you ride a bike, I hope. God damn, it's nice to have you back in the Pack Filler Studios. I'm Pat Bulger. I'm Mark Hudson. We will catch you next time. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlingbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.